0: you so how would you describe yourself um just
1: really informally like if you were at a party yeah that's a funny one isn't it because it instantly my my brain is like what I do for work exactly exactly yeah (laughs) but um okay so I'm a bit of I'm a fairly new mum as you've just established um a bit of a wild-hearted woman I'd say um got quite a fiery rebellious streak at times that has has worked in my favor and not in my favor at points in my life um yeah, so I'm very much like connected to nature I love to be outside doing things I love to be physically active which is really hard for me at the moment because I'm not getting much of that in in terms of well I get a dog walk in where I'm carrying the baby so technically it's physically active but it's not like me being able to go rock it's climbing or not fulfilling yeah yeah, yeah. like babies just, hanging off you and yeah all yeah it's rock just rock pain. painful <laughs> really yeah. <laughs> yeah um so i i love to swim i love to climb i love to snowboard um i like to run i'm uh, i used to be a yoga teacher before i went before i left that at the start of last year um and so and yoga's been a part of my life for Probably about 15 years I'd say something yeah. like that so since I was a teenager um, so that's quite a big part of who I am but more than like the yogic history of it it's just the spirituality of it so I'm very spiritual and for me it's all about connection to nature and the yeah. elements and um, working with those and working with the natural rhythms that we have so I'm really into yeah. the the concept of like rewilding ourselves. Yes. And doing that within our businesses as well, which is what I this is how it's so hard to talk about me without talking about what I do for of work. Course, yeah. It's like they're so interwoven, aren't they? Um so yeah, so that's that's me. I've got my one little boy, I've got my husband, and we've got a three legged dog as well. Aww. Yeah. He's a rescue dog. He came from he originally came from Romania, but um we picked we got him from a rescue centre near to us. We we're on the south coast of England. Um yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, that pretty much sums me up. Is he there I'm, I'm with very me? creative as well, i say. You're very creative as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I studied design, um, design crafts and metalsmithing and jewellery making at university. And then I decided that actually I wanted to travel the world and that wasn't practical to have a studio on wheels that came with me. So then I went into chef work, which was my way of being able to get work easily all over the world doing that and also um bringing that level of creativity into the work that I was doing at that point in time because there's, there is quite a creative element to cooking obviously um, absolutely yeah
0: I just wanted to interrupt you there because I think that's um, that's a, a, absolutely magical that we have that um that connection because I I did um one of my previous lives was was working with jewelry Oh, really? No and, way. Uh, That's hilarious. And I did it in a van. Did you? <laughs> we were, we, I had several parts of my business at, at that time. And the thing that was most mobile was the jewellery part. Yeah, really? Everything else wow. was like impossible, basically. Mm. And um, so when we kitted out, our it was basically like a hardcore, you know, hippie van made mm. from scratch. Yeah, yeah. When we kitted it out, I got the guy to make me a little desk a little fold-down desk for my jewelry making and had all my like tools stored in it and everything oh my god, I and love I it. had the, the the propane torch and everything as well yeah I love it love it and I used to yeah we used to park up and like just be making up but I was really self-conscious because obviously I had to have the door open so I'd be like sawing away or like using the torch or something and I'd just be like god I hope I don't like you know and people did ask me people would stop and ask me about
1: it Uh, but I suppose it's quite a quite a good publicity thing though isn't it you know people get curious and then you get to tell them about what you're actually making I
0: wasn't as confident at the time though so I would just be like I would just kind of hide in my shell and go just please don't ask me oh
1: yeah well I went with the sort of air travel approach so that that didn't really work in terms of kitting out a van at that yeah. point in time, now it would be much more feasible. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So I sort of, I sort of sidelined that um, aspect of my creativity, I suppose. And I keep saying I'm going to come back to it. I haven't yet. I will at some point. But it comes out in other ways, you know. Like, yeah, there's
0: so many. Like that's that was part of like my creativity. I've I've done all kinds of things over the years, but I do really believe that we come to especially in the moment what is right for us what is right for our souls at this time and for me to go back to jewelry right now like i think of kind of making myself the odd thing but mm. even that i don't know i i am definitely i'm not in
1: a fiddly stage of my life <laughs> yeah i get that yeah <laughs> it's like yeah there's a there's a level of preciseness needed and and small-scale as well, small-scale working for that. Yeah. Um, so Because I did jewellery-making and metalsmithing, so small and big-scale. Oh, awesome. I did more of the jewellery-making side of things, but I do like big, expressive movements, as I know you do. Because wow. I see you doing it on video, like big, expressive movements. I, I used to do dance as well. I studied dance when I was at, not college, but it uh, must have been GCSE. Yeah. Um, so I like, you know, that embodied sense that you can express more with bigger pieces i think for sure
0: yeah oh, i love that oh tell me more about that then so your dance you know do you bring
1: that into kind of anything in your in your current work in some way yeah well i mean you can see how the dance would lead into the yoga which would lead into the, yeah. the teaching of that um what i do as a conscious business and embodied leadership coach is a lot of it is about embodiment and so yes. it it is using the body and it's accessing the body and it's actually becoming like really highly attuned to what's going on in our physicality and bringing that off of the yoga mat or out of the dance studio and into our day-to-day lives and into the way that we show up in our business or into the way that we show up when we're creating an artwork or channeling something like channeling our energy in some way yeah so yeah definitely like bringing that level of awareness and that attunement in is um it's so powerful and I and I feel like it's this missing piece of the puzzle that a lot of people don't talk about and don't you like if you think about the business world as a whole it's quite in my head and this is like the story I always had about it which is really interesting because it was like I always um kind of rejected the idea of business of like having a yes. business or having anything to do with business because to me at that point in my life my perception of it was that it was really dry it was like in grayscale. there was no color or vibrancy to it it was full of stuffy old men yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I didn't see it as a creative process at all yeah. I saw it as this horrible dull lifeless soulless thing <laughs> I can't hear you yeah yeah but it's so hilarious because I look back now and I'm like oh my god and here I am coaching people on business it's like I've done this full circle completely changed my perception and my understanding and like the mindset shifts and everything around it not not because I decided to but i you know how it is when you look back along the trail yeah. of breadcrumbs, and there's this whole organic journey that's unfolding. It was
0: you're so new all along, and it was all just, along,
1: yeah. all along. And I find it hilarious because the, the universe is like, ha! It's like, yeah. this is, you know, just pulled its biggest trump card. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I find that really, really funny. But yeah, um, completely, obviously changed my view on it now. And it is this immense creative process. It's like the ultimate creative energy to take a vision and idea and bring it into reality and ultimately that's what we're doing with our businesses yes yeah
0: oh my god I love this I like I could talk about this all day long just this little piece because and well it's not a little piece you know I I also believe like this is the the biggest piece that has been missing in our society not just in business but in our society for so long and it is that You know, you really touched upon it about that being, you know, very kind of masculine energy. Um, This is the way things are done. You know, you've got all of these structures and systems and you've got to fit into them. And that's not how feminine energy works at all. And so that's why we're here (laughs) doing our thing and really embracing it because we need to redress that balance so
1: badly
0: so badly for all of us you know not just people who have businesses but um and not just kind of the the business world or even the creative world but I really believe like our planet or yeah our planet right now needs this balance redress so badly for souls
1: Yeah, yeah. And really that that is how I came to be doing the the conscious business coaching that I'm doing now. It's not because I wanted to coach on business to start with. What I wanted to do was change change and reharmonize the energy of the planet because I'm I'm like I'm a massive eco warrior. (laughs) I want to see the environment and people and the animals and everything within that flourish in harmony with one another. And to me it was like the obvious issue is this huge imbalance of masculine feminine energy in the world and just to clarify we're not talking men and women i'm sure my earrings just come out i mean you know that and i'm sure most people listening to that know that understand that but yeah so there's this huge imbalance and this is why we see like on the external world the planet is like burning up we've got all of these forest fires we had it was beginning of last year wasn't it australia was on fire i think massive Um, Parts of the Amazon were on fire. And you could see this happening all over the place. And then internally, in terms of our individual selves, everyone's burning out. Everyone's really high anxiety. We're all overheated in that Yang fire and everyone's burning out. And this was part of my journey. I, I went through burnout twice. And so I was reflecting upon what was going on inside for me, but also seeing how that is a reflection of what's going on outside yeah and then it was that journey and that desire to bring that balance back into the world that really inspired me to help other women like heart-centered women and um feminine energies and um help them to step into and bring their visions to life because usually it's a more um what's the word I'm looking for compassionate approach and there is a sense of creating something to have a positive impact rather than just to push the profit margins through the roof um at the expense of people planet whatever it might be so and having and having more empowered women step into leadership positions where they are creating those cultures of a more harmonious way of being of having that integration And it really is the integration of masculine and feminine as well. There's like so much. <laughs> on the one hand, this isn't talked about at all. And then on the other hand, in a certain small sect of yeah. people like ourselves, it's talked about a lot. And a lot of it is focused on just the feminine energy yes. now, yeah. which is totally valid because that is the one that um, been has out of been balance, yes, yeah. and is yeah. out of balance. But also that I'm strongly believing there needs to be, a focus and an understanding that it's the integration of the two coming together yeah
0: yeah 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 yeah. Um, and also because there's um you know and I've noticed this within myself and my own journey um I've noticed that there's been actually quite a an aversion to that masculine energy in terms of like so for to take one small example you know and i touched upon it earlier was that i used to be a a very analytical very academic very kind of you know in my head kind of person and you know that was what was nurtured in me because i had a had a good brain you know i was intelligent you know went to did all the things you know got all the degrees and um that's what I felt was my strength and so that was where but then it was at the cost of everything else so Mm. you know when I kind of went through like multiple chronic conditions and like trying to heal those and and all the rest of it I realized oh actually I've got to dive into this other part of me this other side the more feminine the softer the yin and um and actually had so much resistance to that in the beginning but then when you see the results you see how that starts to kind of redress the balance within yourself you mm. there's also a kind of a resistance to oh well that was bad all of that masculine stuff was bad for me no 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 it was just out of balance <laughs>
1: yeah yeah absolutely there's so much truth in that um and like that's that's so interesting because that's and I think this is true for a lot of women. I was gonna say that's the, the, a very similar sort of spiral that I went on, but I think actually it's very true of a lot of women within our culture because we do have this separation from the feminine at a young age because we have a society that conditions us to um, to play upon our masculine side and to emphasize that and to shut down that feminine um, side of ourselves. And so it was very similar for me that I went way into the masculine. I was also, you know, I did very well at school. I was quite um, brain intelligence oriented, even yes. though I was doing dance and I was doing yoga and I was doing these other things. But it was always the emphasis on the knowledge, you know, the the yes. intellect. Yes. Um, and I went down that journey of believing that, to be doing all the time again yeah. that masculine any en- energy that go 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 that do 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 that was my way of in a way sort of validating my existence like proving proving my worth because if i was doing and i was being productive and i was um active and i was busy yeah. then then I was valuable and I, I earned my place in society. And I went way down that path and way burnt myself out because it was completely out of balance. And I think that's the thing is like, we talk about the the balance between the masculine and feminine and it is about balance, but it's also about the evolution of the, the two energies. So we can have that sort of um, shadow masculine, which is the one that, drives us and to the point of destruction yeah or we can have an evolved masculine that provides the the structure and the um support we can call it yes for the feminine without without shutting it down or without um yeah without crushing the the feminine in that and, yeah. and likewise with the feminine because we can all go way too much into the feminine as well and be very yin and very floaty yeah. and have you know all the ideas but actually don't have that divine masculine to to bring that into the tangible reality as well
0: yeah and I've got to confess I kind of love that space <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> but it's great and uh, but i was like you i i completely shunned it for a long time like anything that was um described as soft if something was yes like yeah. fluffy or pink or yeah, you know yeah. any of those stereotypical things i really really rejected them strongly yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and
0: it's 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 curious as well because even you know i i I started yoga at 18, but then I kind of left it, went through various other kind of paths for a bit and came back to it um, uh, around the time before, after after I had my first child, I think. And um, so I was 29. And then, you know, got really deeply into it, did my yoga teacher training, you know, all the things. But even right at the beginning, well not right at the beginning, even quite far into that journey, um I I did not resonate with things like well yin yoga, that the the whole idea of yin yoga. Um I was very much into Ashtanga Yoga. Yeah. You know. Um but also even in within the Ashtanga tradition, there is, you know, um An observance of of moon cycles, Mm. and I would be—I just didn't understand that, and and our own, you know, feminine cycles as well. I was like, what, like, what does it matter if I've got my period, or you know, I, I just, I literally, I was so disconnected culturally, but also, you know, within myself from my own cycles that I didn't see that there was that much of a difference energetically
1: yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't that. yeah as well for a long time and we're just not taught that are we we don't have that that information and that wisdom at a younger age when we're coming into our cycles and our and our adult rhythms yeah it was, it was there was no talk of that at all whatsoever yeah it's but definitely so- something I've come to as I've gotten older and I'd say you know like with that what I was mentioning about rewilding for me that is about coming back into alignment with those natural rhythms and cycles as well yeah Mm. yeah Yeah, I love I
0: love I was um I was swimming at the weekend in the sea and it was just I took I've you know just said to a couple of of good friends I took all my rage took all my frustration and just let it like totally dissipate in the in the freezing sea it was amazing
1: (laughs) yeah let let the ocean wash it away carry it away uh yeah
0: so we were we were talking about the masculine and feminine and um but about also how we're really needing to bring that so much back into balance at the moment and I wonder you know is there an example in your from your own life where that really kind of was like um you know it really made like a huge difference for you. Mm.
1: Yeah and I mentioned it a couple of times that I've been through a process of burning out so I I, I was working as a a chef for about nine years in the end um, and through that just got really burnt out in the process of yeah long shifts and they were always and that, that was what brought me back to like the rewilding process and coming back to those natural rhythms was because I got so burnt out, and I spent so long working through the night under artificial lights, and Ooh, yeah I like I was working all evenings and weekends and late night shifts. So my whole body clock, my whole circadian rhythm, was completely out of whack. Yeah, I actually came off the pill, the contraceptive pill. Yeah, and we're going yeah. back. So I don't know how long ago this was—seven years ago or something now—and from that it took me three years to get my cycle back I can imagine yeah and that was because partly because I was so burnt out and partly because I think i would just been on the pill for so long yeah um and so I went through that whole process of realigning like resetting my body clock so I left chefing (laughs) yeah and I and that was when I retrained as a yoga teacher and so I was yoga teaching then um and I got really kind of boundaried in a way around like my evenings my like my sacred evening time my sacred morning time was mine and I didn't didn't work after a certain point I didn't have the lights on after a certain point oh well done yeah we still do this now because we've got dimmer switches so we just dim dim the lights right down after um a certain point and it changed and that also changes whether it's winter or summer we'll have longer days in the summer we have the shorter shorter hours of artificial light in the winter as well and so that brought everything back home almost internally for myself and like it was really healing and at the same time I went I left that career and I went self-employed and started my own business in wellness um area so I was doing yoga teaching but I was also doing food as medicine and nutritional therapy chef work yeah and um ironically (laughs) I recreated the scenario again where I was just overworking and I got into a second burnout really and at that point I was like okay it it wasn't necessarily the job I was in before but it was my mentality and the way I was showing up in the day to day and then and that's when I started questioning you know like why why do I feel driven to show up that way like why do I feel compelled to always be on and always be working and that was when that at that point I had a real like moment of reckoning of everything I thought was true about the world that I had to be showing up in this way to be accepted to be valuable that um, that faster is better that more is better that that um yeah just being always on and always doing was was a good thing and that, that yeah. by doing that i was being a, a good girl you know i was oh, the good girl yes. all the boxes and doing what i should be doing and and then i had this like that journey that second bout of burnout was like oh and i can't remember exactly what it was so i think maybe i watched something or i read something and i just had this this sort of crumbling of Everything that I thought to be true about the world and was like, oh actually, it's it is okay to be slow. Yeah. It's okay to be soft. Yeah. What, these things are okay. I can do that. Yeah. And, and I had I had about three weeks where I was like completely it was like my legs had been kicked out from underneath me. Like I was completely wobbling all over the place because I had no I had no real, real sense of anchoring into any, any truth at that point. Like what I thought had always been true was like, yes, and was my reality had just been like knocked off course. I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) So if that's not true, then what is? Like, what? How? Who am I? How do I show up? Um, and that was when my journey into like the more feminine and embracing those parts and bringing them forth,
0: yeah, really
1: began. Yeah. Oh, and it changed my. a lot. It changed a lot of things for me. And and there is still that part of me that that diverts or um, reverts. What's the word I want? Defaults, Defaults. <laughs> or reverts. Defaults to to that more um, like hyper masculine energy. Of course. If, if I don't have that awareness around it
0: yeah because that's our that's our long-term conditioning isn't it so you know it's it's it is hard it definitely is hard to kind of erase that completely but as you say it's not about erasing it either it's just about rebalancing it and yeah I love I love the whole rewilding um I was going to say concept, just not concept, practice. Yeah. <laughs>
1: because
0: it is so much about coming back to what is, you know, we are nature. Yes, we've kind of, you know, I, th- I think I've um, described it before as like, we're, we're, we're domesticated,
1: mm. <laughs> you know,
0: like our, our cats and dogs were domesticated. So we are a little bit changed, but we are nature. And um, as such, you know we can try and divorce ourselves and kind of create artificial boundaries like you say like artificial lighting, artificial kind of you know the concept of time, like well, it's eight o'clock in the evening and I don't want to go to bed yet, so you know therefore I won't um but at the end of the day, we all have these inbuilt rhythms and um needs. That yeah. we're denying that we're suppressing, and the moment you start to rewild to go back to your natural state, or at least kind of towards it, um, your body does go through this massive healing kind of process. It, be, it really begins it's like, oh, you you've stopped stressing me out quite so much." yeah,
1: <laughs> on every possible level. yeah this this feels better (laughs) yeah exactly and I think that's exactly it like we spend so much time fighting and so much energy fighting against our own biology yeah and creating that friction and that resistance and it's for me it's why there is so much chronic illness in the world right now it's because we're going against the very things that help us to thrive like we it's not like we just landed here on this planet we co-evolved with everything on this planet the hours of daylight the the oceans and the rivers the other plants and the organisms like we co-evolved with them we're not we haven't just landed from outer space and you know can live in these little bubbles perfect little plastic boxes yeah yeah and wonder why we don't feel good (laughs) wonder why we feel like shit most of the time you know so yeah just Re- rewinding and reconnecting like coming home to the truth of of what we are and what our part is in the whole yes yeah absolutely
0: yeah and uh and realizing that it doesn't have to be you know again coming back to the masculine but that kind of hierarchical thing of well we're at the top of the food chain therefore you know we can control everything and it will all be fine yeah
1: yeah and the the, you know the irony is we're not even at the top of the food chain things feed on us (laughs) all the time you know it's just it's it's such a deluded way of seeing things that you know we sit at the top on our perch above everything else and and everything else happens down there below us. And we're, you know, we're separate and and special in some way. And actually, you know, we're, it's like, I always think about mycelium when I think about our place in, in the nature of everything. It's this web, it's a network, it's a, it's a, this huge, vast network that we are, interconnected with everything else with in multi-dimensional ways yes. it's not an up down there is no up or down with yes. that's again it's a human construct yes yeah <laughs> absolutely um, oh my god love that yeah oh I just love it I just love talking about this stuff and you know I could go on for for so long but the other thing I love about it is bringing these concepts into business as well because that's another place where I see that sort of separation, that division. It's like, well, this is business and it's serious and it's um, hierarchical, especially. Um, yeah. Like 99.9% of businesses, that's how they're built. And that's the structure <clears throat> within teams, um, in in companies and things like that. And they're very, you know, sort of serious and dry, can be. And then you've got a very
0: head up as well. So head up, yeah.
1: One, coming back
0: to, sorry, I didn't want to interrupt you. Quite no, 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 great, I but love then, it. But the concept of integration, which you touched on earlier, in terms of masculine, and feminine, that for me, very much, you know, our our kind of our government systems, our business systems, they're all all head up, and nothing is integrated with the full body at all. Yeah, yeah. and
1: that to me is so
0: dangerous. So
1: dangerous. Yeah and this and it loops back to what we were talking about like that embodiment piece that's missing from from most things but particularly like the the world of politics and the world of business and and these things and so it is exactly what you said like reintegrating mind and body and reintegrating like the the tangible uh, manifestation and the spiritual side of yes. things within yes. business as well bringing those together i think that's just so so much power in that and so much importance in that
0: yeah no I absolutely agree I feel like for my part that the that that is that is where I'm kind of now in that space of oh I can actually put myself into this energetic state and basically I don't want to be too woolly about this but it is woolly let's face it magnetize things like ask for things to come into my field and if I'm if I'm very conscious if I'm very kind of aware and very trusting then those things come into my field
1: Mm
0: -hmm. but but and you know we can talk about law of attraction and all the rest of it but you know at the end of the day for me it's actually a very visceral experience it's mm. not woolly. It's not kind of, well, if I think about it, you know, think about it, it's gonna happen. It's not that. It's very much it's it's everything. It's it's all of our energetic bubble, if you like. Yeah. Gotta fill lovely. that energetic bubble with intention in order for the the magic to happen, basically. Yeah.
1: It's so true, and I think that's a big piece as well. That's that's missing. Like from a, a lot of coaching, especially in the coaching world, which I can speak to because I'm I'm in that. But a lot of it is head oriented as well. Yeah. It's all about thinking your way into your next thing and like, what are the logical steps we need to take and create the five list. steps to <laughs> doing this. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and it's it's again this piece is missing where and it's exactly what you talk about like that energetic alignment is what actually activates within ourselves the future that we want to call in which then enables it and so you know we can go into the neuroscience of it there there is science behind it yeah yeah yeah. and really it's not that the science behind it it's that science has observed it and given language to it yes this is the The other thing that I'm quite big about is bringing together science and spirituality, like that fusion of the two, because ultimately science is just a way of explaining the nature of reality as it has so far been observed by humans. And spirituality is also doing the same thing. They're just using different language. And the majority of spiritual traditions contain a whole lot more information than science has yet been able to measure in a tangible way. Yeah. So it's like, I always think of it like trying to measure Everest with a 30 centimetre ruler. That's what science is. Yeah. It doesn't doesn't mean that the rest of Everest doesn't exist and isn't there.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. And I, you know, I absolutely love that analogy. And what it brought to my mind was, you know, the idea of, um, you know, we're this tiny little planet in our tiny little galaxy in literally billions and billions of galaxies and you know we might not even know how many universes or you know that's that's the current realm of our understanding but even within that it's like well how can you think how can you possibly think that on our planet within all of that is the only conscious life the only intelligence you know how can you possibly think that (laughs) yeah exactly that's that's like science versus spirituality it's like yeah
1: yeah yeah i i totally get what you're saying there so because science is very much like because we haven't yet measured it it doesn't exist yeah or because we can't measure it because we can't measure it because we haven't yet conceived of the tools to be able to measure something then it can't exist well that's just ridiculous isn't it it's like out of like you say out of all of the entire multiverse of existence the fact that we haven't conceived of a tool that can measure that yet doesn't mean it's not there Yeah.
0: yeah yeah oh
1: my god let's bring it back from that (laughs) mind-blowing
0: we've just gone big (laughs) something a little bit more concrete and um you know because we've got this I think there's so much richness here that honestly um certainly myself well now today definitely but but especially from five ten years ago I would be like I want some of that how do I do it give me give me some like tips or tools or whatever on how I can access some of that for myself so what do you do to come back to the core of who you are and who you really feel like your purpose what your purpose is on this earth and mm. like really get into the depths of that when you when
1: you spiral out of it how do you come back to that you know what I've always done since I was a kid, since I was a little kid, and, I, and then this has always been like an instinctive, intuitive thing for me to do. That, and I, I never really thought about it or understood it until like looking back when I was older, and I'm like, oh yeah, I, I get what's happening now when I go and do this. But I go out into really wild weather. And I will stand in the middle of a storm or I'll stand in the wind and the rain. And I and to me, I feel so alive and so connected in that in that state. And it's just so invigorating. And it just brings me back to, well, one, my insignificance and two, how how I'm part of everything, like how I am everywhere and everything all at once at the same time as being like this tiny speck of dust on a on a rock yeah. flying through space and i think I, there's something in that juxtaposition and and just the raw energy of mother nature flowing through me that reconnects me to the wholeness of everything and gets me way out of my head like I I, you know if I'm up in the headspace it's usually because I've been indoors for too long and maybe I haven't been on the computer for too long or been reading a lot and then it's like well it depends what I'm reading actually some things that I'm reading take me out (laughs) Mm -hmm. but yeah and then I'll get out and it's it brings me home to to the truth of who I am
0: I freaking love that And I really resonate with it as well, because um, I was exactly the same, you know, and actually that sparked a memory for me, because it's something that I don't really think about. But I used to go out in all weathers, you know, wearing like shorts, (laughs) and um, I would just yeah, I would just kind of sit and breathe it in, and I remember there's like at least a couple of instances where it was like the middle of winter, it was freaking cold, you know, and you know when you <clears throat> you're in the cold and your and your automatic reaction is, Whoa! you know, just like warm yourself up, and I what I would do is I would n- not deny that feeling, but like move beyond it. Mm. So there's this idea of just kind of sinking into okay, it's cold, and I'm here, and I'm just allowing the cold to kind of seep into me and and actually enjoying that feeling. there was a feeling of just yeah, being part of it all and not resisting it. Mm. and yeah, I just I love that you said that because it took me back to that because it we do live lives of comfort yeah and it's so easy to think oh my god why
1: would you want to do that <laughs> it's so invigorating it's so invigorating and it it is yeah and that would be my one and there are obviously other practices like yoga and dance and things where I move my body uh, yeah even going running yeah as well or just even walking walking up the hill but yeah just like being really that's that's my favorite it's a, really be out there and be exposed and be vulnerable in a way yes but yeah it it just it washes away all of the insignificant details of life that we think are so important and yes. ultimately they just don't matter when you look and you feel and you get in touch with that bigger self that bigger picture
0: oh my god yeah Mm. I really, really love that. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome.
1: I, people used to think I was mad. Like I was a, you know, thirteen, fourteen year old girl. I used to go up to the top because I grew up by the ocean. So we'd have these big storms blowing off the sea. These huge waves would crash over the breakwater, and I'd be up on the cliff tops. Yeah. <laughs> at night, in the storm, <laughs> people were like, "Oh my god." <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I think we would have had crazy time if we if we'd been friends. That would be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> There's still time. Do you do cold water swimming? I'm curious. I, I do, I do. Yeah, I, do. I was gonna say talking about the cold like that. We um we live we live about
0: an hour from the sea, um, less if it's quiet, but um uh we do have a river nearby and you know i've been in i've been in the river a few times but um but i have more concerns about the river especially because it's going through town. so we live Mm. in a small town so i have more concerns about kind of pollution and stuff especially after rain and you know all the rest of it so i tend not to go in the river full body that much i'll paddle quite a lot but yeah the sea i would i would do it every day if i could but it's
1: Mm. Traveling, so yeah, 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 it is. Um, it's amazing though, I love it. It's, yeah, I don't do it um, every day. I'm only about 20 minutes from the sea, but I tend to just at the minute I'm just cold showering because I don't really get a lot of time to myself with the little ones. So, like, <laughs> cold shower, <laughs> that's, yes. that's me, but yeah, it's that same, and also doing that, you get that rush of endorphins as well, which is. I had a cold shower this morning yeah me too so um
0: yeah if you told me even a year ago actually um that I'd be cold showering I'd be like yeah right okay (laughs) (laughs) one I hated showers for all kinds of reasons I won't go into right now but um yeah I would I was a bath bath girl being a bath girl for a long time and um and what I've discovered actually recently, so I did start cold showers um, quite a few months ago. I can't remember exactly when. Um, but what I discovered was even more amazing is having an Epsom salt bath, which totally resets and recharges mm-hmm. um, and kind of helps to cleanse yourself inside out and then have a cold shower. That
1: sounds brilliant it's like a magic jewel <laughs> sit in the bath get really you get warm in the bath I yeah I guess. Yeah. yeah and then have the cold shower that's I need to do that yeah. so it's funny that you say you've been a bath person for a long time because <laughs> I was the flip side of that was always a shower for like yeah. most of my life because and this is how much into the the masculine go-go-go I was Bath took too long yeah <laughs> they were not efficient enough I had to have a shower because it was faster I had to get in get out get on to the next thing yeah and so baths <laughs> it sounds funny when I say this but I've only just recently started bathing, bathing. bathing. but yeah, yeah actually having baths has probably only been the last sort of two three years for me yeah um yeah. and I love them now yeah. I love them yeah especially yeah. with the Epsom salt but yeah I'm definitely going to try that Epsom salt bath and then the cold shower amazing yeah And actually, because I'm
0: I'm quite efficient with it, so I can do both of those in half an hour. So, (laughs) give yourself a little bit of relaxation time, but not
1: too much. Exactly,
0: exactly. Yeah, no, I can't do hour-long baths anymore. It's uh, anyway, anyway. That's all by the by. But Yeah. yeah, no, I I that's that is a really magic jewel. And then I go and do some 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 shaking to kind of warm myself back up again and some yeah, yoga and yeah it's all it's all brilliant so mm. that's what I'm doing right now as you probably do as well your practice probably shifts and changes and evolves and
1: yeah especially a lot at the moment where there's no I have no real <laughs> there's, there's no routine to my days. So yeah, be, yeah, yeah. It can yeah, go yeah. one way or another. So it's like today I managed to have a cold shower, and I was like, "This is brilliant!" Yes, yeah. yeah. I didn't manage it at all. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, especially with an eight-month-old, that's you know, getting getting in the shower at all <laughs> I literally sit him in the doorway. He's got this little chair he sits in and watches me in the shower so that he can see that I'm still there. I haven't gone oh. anywhere, <laughs> and that I can see him as well. <laughs> Course, so yeah, yeah. yeah quite, funny. quite oh. funny so um gosh I think we've
0: covered so much honestly I think um what I'd love to end on is and and I think we've probably touched on this as well already but I guess what do you see our our path like as a species what do you see our path kind of going in the next 50 years and what do you think we really need to
1: take on that path with us Mm. I mean there's like the hopeful part of me and there's the cynical part of me yeah (laughs) I'm gonna lean towards the hopeful part you can embrace both yeah I can (laughs) embrace both you're right I can um I, and I think I take it back actually to when the first lockdown happened last year and I and I was like oh my god yes this is it like finally we've been given this like sacred opportunity to pause to like to hit the pause button I don't know if you ever watched Bernard's Watch growing up do you know that no I didn't know it's, it's a kid's tv show anyway he's got a magic watch and he can stop time okay and okay. and I always thought that was a brilliant thing like that's amazing and had always wished I had Bernard's watch because I wanted to pause because I never gave myself time to slow down. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but my perception of that was like, this, this is the moment, this is the Bernard's watch moment of the world. Like we get to hit the pause button yes. and slow everything down and have this um, like reconnecting to, to what is important to us yes. as, as people and as a species, as a species and as a collective on this planet. And so I was like really, really celebrating that point in time. I know a lot of people weren't, but I was and there was no cars on the road. There were no planes in the sky and it was so much quieter at night as well. Yeah, it was so peaceful. And I had this vision that like this was it. You know, we'd be moving forward in a different way now, like we'd restructure or rebuild society in a healthier, more holistic, more harmonized way yeah uh, and and so that's like the hopeful part of me that's what i see for us going forward um and then the cynical part of me when that lockdown ended and the the traffic on the roads went way back the other way and all of these things started up again i was like oh well you know that was silly to think that that could ever <laughs> that could yeah. ever change so dramatically in such a short amount of time but i do see like i i honestly believe a, we're coming to or we have come to a tipping point where the level of awareness is going to continue to um escalate and speed up and so the shift from sort of that unconscious way of living to a more conscious way of living as well is going to speed up and is going to become the normal the norm rather than like the the weird, the weird Beautiful. hippies on the side who just yes. talk about this, you know airy fairy stuff, which actually it's not. It's all you know totally valid. Um, I do think we'll come to that point. I think we're at that point. I'm hopeful we're at that point. And so going forward, it's going to be about building connection and collaboration and and working as a collective instead of this sort of hyper individualization and this um kind of hyper independence that we in our society anyway are focused on at the moment where we're all these like individual bubbles and we don't have anything to do with anyone else or um yeah. any other species or, or any other plants or anything that's yeah that's what I'm hopeful for mm. yeah I'm with you <laughs> it's happening as well I do see it happening yeah, definitely. Yeah, there's definitely a shift going on. Um, how long that will take for it to become the status quo? I don't know. Yeah. And it may, be, it may be that there's, like, not ever a one, you know, one point of arrival, but it's that constant evolution, isn't it?
0: Absolutely. I think at the moment we're in that kind of battle of the old world and the new world, and it's, yeah, how long that will take to kind of...
1: Yeah for the old world to fizzle away, the old way of viewing things to sort of be released, let go of. And that's the big thing. Like, people are really afraid to let go of what they know. And that's what makes the transition and transformation as a whole so challenging for people. Yeah, yeah. It's a scary place to step into for a lot of people. So the practice really is getting used to stepping into the unknown or getting getting comfortable with the unfamiliar that's the journey that's the yeah yeah
0: Yeah. I love that and it actually it takes takes me back to that feeling of you know you and the elements and just kind of being part of it all I think that's such a gorgeous kind of analogy metaphor picture vision whatever you want to call it of where we really need to be right now individually and collectively just in it
1: In it and let it process through us. Yeah, yeah. In it and as it, like as part of it, not just in it. Because that's almost like you're an individual thing within something else. Yes, we are, but we're we're, but we're not. We're like part of it. We're as it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Oh my god! What a gorgeous point to end on. I love that. Yes. Wow, thank you so much, Haley. Where
1: can we where can people find you? They can find me on Instagram. I'm at Hayley H A Y L E Y dot K dot North. n-o-r-t-h <laughs> I Always have to spell that out for some reason. <laughs> I always say Hailey North and people are like, Hailey who? <laughs> opposite of South. <laughs> yes, yeah, so you can find me on Instagram and you can find me on Facebook as well as Hayley K North, but probably best for Instagram. That's where I am most of the time awesome. most yeah.
0: awesome. thank you so so much this has been such an illuminating and invigorating
1: conversation
0: so yeah it's great to get to know you a bit better
1: yeah thank you thank you for having me it's been really really fun and I love I just love stepping into a space with someone who's you know open to dynamic and fluid conversation and seeing where it goes and that so much wisdom I feel like and insights that come to the surface from that space so thank you for holding that and inviting me in thank you